and welcome to Across the Cemetery. This is a bit of a treat for you. It's a Halloween special. Oh, spooky! By special, it means you get one extra episode this week, and that's all. And you're welcome for that. <laughs> you just think yourself fucking lucky. <laughs> so Emma has prepared this episode, and also it's a two-parter, so she's going to be hosting, well, be the the main talker on this one and the next one, which will be released on Friday. So I will pass it over to Emma to let you know what we're talking about. Hi. So I'm just I'm just gonna say now, because I know Josh will be annoyed when he comes to edit it. I've got a bit of a cough and a bit of a sore throat. So I'm warning you now, <laughs> and I'm sorry, Josh. So I think that this topic needs no introduction, really. Well, for me anyway. I think everyone has an opinion on this topic. Um, I also think. Certain films made like sort of ruined this topic, especially for Josh because he, he skips the fuck out of me. But I um anyway, I'll give you an introduction because my my I I love everything vampire. I I wear a lipstick that's vampire just because it's called that. I just how what, how is the lipstick vampire? Is it just a name? The shades vampire vampirina or something. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they saw you fucking coming. <laughs> um. So yeah, I think I've turned it down a bit now. I no longer wear a Team Edward top or read van, Vampire Diaries fan fiction. I promise, I never done that. I never actually done that. But if any of our if any, if any of our listeners did, that's fine. We're not here to judge. You do you. This is a safe space and ignore Joshua. He wouldn't he wouldn't be a vampire. He'd be a wolf or something. Anyway, I had so much fun with this episode, but I got so stressed. There's just so many vampire stories. I kept feeling bad on each vampire. Well, alleged vampire. When I didn't include them. I could probably just do a vampire podcast to be honest. But it was hard because you won't believe this. But Vampires aren't real, you know. Like Black Eyed Kids. <laughs> Black Eyed Kids. If you haven't listened to the, if you listen to the Black Eyed Kids episode, which is before this, so you should have already listened to it. If you haven't, you've just ruined it for yourself. Well done. Josh has just ruined it for you. <laughs> no, I don't have any sympathy for you. You should have listened to it. <laughs> so, right. For me, for someone who isn't the biggest fan of Blood, I don't get why I like them. And I've asked my fellow vampire lovers, well, two friends and Google, why we love vampires. <laughs> And nobody truly knows. But I did ask Fifi what she thought on the matter. But she wasn't up for talking. And Luke, Luke, he was in the other room. So we're getting excited about absolutely anything. Um, but yeah, like Josh said, I've got a two-parter for you. In fact, I could talk about them forever. Which, if I was a vampire, I could. Oh, that was a terrible joke. <laughs> that was awful. I was just going to say we could do like a, maybe a spin-off series and do like different vampire and, stories. And there's Vampire Diaries or something uh, no, because that sounds like a lawsuit waiting to happen. But... <laughs> okay, so first I just thought we'd just talk about vampires, because I just love talking. Obviously the whole episode's going to be talking about vampires. Hey, two episodes this week just on vampires. <laughs> Happy Halloween. But I thought I'd just ask you, when I say vampire, what are the first few things that come to your head? Cave, them really like plastic Halloween costume teeth with yeah. like the blood dripping off the end, and... Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so for me, it's Buffy and crosses and steaks and holy water. I also tend to think of rainy, dark weather, but I think that's because of Twilight. 
I'm not filmed. I think it, it, it comp. Yeah, I get what you're saying, but I think it complements the persona of a vampire as well. Yeah. So that's why they did it. It wouldn't have been yeah. the same if it was in Miami. This is the skin of a killer, Bella. Okay. Bella's from we- Bella's from Arizona, though. Her and Edward go in the film, and he has to stay inside oh. so he doesn't sparkle. <laughs> <laughs> can't take it seriously. Um, but just going back a minute, for anyone who doesn't understand what Blur Blur, Blur is, what's Hotel Transylvania? Yeah. All three of them now, I think there is. But, but they're the, all brilliant. The third one is good, but Adam Sandler's not in it anymore. Which is surprising because it sounds exactly Adam Sandler, but yeah, that's upsetting. So, that I, I was going to talk about Hotel Transylvania, but you've just ruined that for me, but... Vampires are one of the most overdone topics in fiction, aren't they? I love it, though. Even a bad vampire film programme book, I'll happily invest my time into that. But why are we so all fascinated with vampires? You have shows like Vampire Diaries, Twilight, or even Hotel Transylvania for your more timid vampire enthusiast. But then you have like the darker ones, like um, Bram Stoker's Dracula or the BBC Funny enough, Dracula. <laughs> um, Where'd you get that name? <laughs> that came out and it was more darker. So, vampires used to be portrayed as scary monsters, but the newer, more contemporary vampires are a different breed. They've got abs and that, haven't they? And they sparkle. <laughs> it depends what you watch, I think. So they're not monsters. Although Stephanie in the Vampire Diaries was known as the Ripper, but they're more of a desirable human. Like... If you think about it, the Edward the Cullens in Twilight are vegetarian vampires. So they only eat um, animal blood. They don't feed off humans. Mm. So I think ta- Dracula would be turning in his grave. Well, coffin. Bed. <laughs> so um, a lot of vampires are ta- tormented nowadays in a way that allows the, the viewer to relate to them. For example, in Buffy... There's Angel, who's one of the only vampires with a soul, or Louis, the troubled vampire, in an interview with a vampire. He was racked with guilt and shame at the force of killing people. Now, with even mentioning that the main trait is that they feast on human blood and have a sunlight allergy, not all vampires are like the aforementioned, of course. Kind vampire, they couldn't be kind vampires. However, they are predators after all. So, they have like a predator sense really don't they so why are we attracted to is it because like because their prey is human they are beautiful to the human eye to get to lure them in or yeah maybe that's just like the modern perception of them because like you said they used to be monsters or used to be shown as monsters something to be feared and and not lusted after for once for a better phrase yeah maybe and uh, I, I think it's got a lot to do with how they're shown like for example, Buffy did the yeah. whole the program start as like really high energy, the theme yeah. tunes really catchy, and then they're all wearing I imagine for the time very stylish modern clothes. Excuse me, I love Buffy. I've got that black leather coat upstairs. I love that. I feel like Buffy when I wear that. She's not vampire. She's vampire Slayer. She is a Slayer, but but Spike. Karen Slayer. Slayer bitches. <laughs> <laughs> but Spike and Angel. They they go quite quite nice, even though the faces do that weird thing. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, after all, vampires are predators. They have a heightened sense of being super fast, having great hearing and visions. 
a great vision. <laughs> Vampires are also seen to have a good sense of smell, aren't they? These characteristics are seen in, in animals such as lions and bears. Tigers, aha! That's not what I was going to say, but that's what the wisdom was. Um, are two house panthers who can smell and hear when a cat food or tree packet is open from miles away. Would they be... Would, are they similar to a vampire? No, because they tell us when they want feed and they come over and shout. <laughs> Maybe vampires do. <laughs> get the victims to submit by shouting at them. Well, they do get the victims... Guilt trip them into it. <laughs> vampires are also known to travel in a pack, really, aren't they? Like wolves. Like wolves. But... What do we think about vampires morphing into bats? They haven't done that in a while. Um, again, yeah, I think that's a bit of a media portrayal. Um, I think when they were coming to make the first films or, or whatever, it was sort of one of the makers went to the zoo and then saw a bat hanging upside down and thought, that's quite unhuman, like that's quite an unhinged idea yeah. for a humanoid looking being to sleep like that. Why would they do that? But then another thing is they sleep like they sleep in a coffin with their arms over it, like crossed something. So yeah, but the way you can the way you can get killed, like you can kill a vampire by stabbing them in the heart with a stake. That would pretty much kill anything, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. It even, <laughs> wouldn't or not? <laughs> yeah. It would. Yeah, you're right there. But in Twilight, they don't sleep. So what is there a basis for that? Do they have a reason why they don't sleep? Because the vamp, Edward watches Bella sleep, and that's, that's it. There's no explanation for it. No, he just doesn't. But, fun fact, you know all the Fifty Shades of Grey films? Oh, yeah. They were based off um, Twilight fan fiction. <laughs> like, the author actually done that. So I watched... Twisted the, Minds. I watched the first one with one of my friends, and it was literally just Twilight to begin with. <laughs> but it had a lot more, like... Leather. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've never seen them, to be fair. <laughs> I've only seen one. Yeah, all right. Okay. <laughs> She's got a special room dedicated to them. A red room. Would you like to see it? <laughs> <laughs> That's through the episode of the house. <laughs> house door. <laughs> Don't need to see anything else. So, moving on. Wouldn't it be good to turn yourself into a bat, though, and just fuck off? Um, so much easier and cooler. Than it, it, it depends how far they can fly, really. <laughs> <laughs> If it could only fly over the road, then no, not really. It'd be pointless. <laughs> yeah, but how cool would you look instead of like tapping your knees and going, right, that's me now. Just fuck off into a bat. I like that. It's very British. <laughs> so you get up like, oh, you've had a, it's been a real hardship sitting in this pub drinking. Oh, <laughs> have to go home. Right. So, I'm, I'm going to go into more vampire stories. Well, I've got three for you. Okay. Today. Ooh. Two are quite short, but one is like a, a long case study type of thing because it was really interesting. Will they all finish today, all stories? All three of them will finish today. Okay. And then moving on, it'll be a more recent vampire next week. Well, on Friday. A more recent vampire, okay. So like, these are more real. Oh, so like true crime, real life. Today is it, the, the final one is, a, is like a true crime. Okay. And we've visited where the crimes took place. Okay. But um, the next the next episode is going to focus on um, real vampires and people who identify as vampires. Oh, and nice. okay. I also want to bring in like the media and say like not just the media but like the government. Are, like 
could they be seen as vampires? There's something the life out of us. <laughs> the energy crisis. Exactly, know. that was my next thing. So, so before we move on to stories, mm-hmm. who was your favourite vampire? Who's my favourite vampire? Yeah. Um, that's a tough question. <laughs> um, either the guy off an interview with a vampire. The nice one or? Yeah, the nice one. Not Louis? The, not, not the weird one. Lestrange, or yeah. no, that's, be- that's a hypothesis. Lestrat or something, isn't it? Yeah, Lestrat, I think it is. Or Hotel Transylvania, man. Papa Drac. <laughs> I don't think that's what he's called to everyone. Dracula. Dracula. <laughs> so, my favourite vampire is Damon from the Vampire Diaries. Oh, Fifi's just getting something to eat, so if you can hear a bell and it's a little bit a of crunch, <laughs> it's not an added sound effect, it's just our cat having a dinner. Um. So if you could be a vampire, would you be a vampire? It's a tough question because there's pros and cons. Yeah. Con, you have to live... It, well, you have to live forever. But that but could also be a... Yeah. yeah, it could also be a pro. One of the negatives, you've got to eat people. You don't or eat you, the people. Or you can be a vegetarian and just eat animals, which is absolutely absurd. We eat animals now. Yeah, but I'm not, I don't claim to be a vegetarian at the same time. <laughs> I'd just go to blood banks or something, you know. That's what they do on vampire diaries. Yeah, but then you're draining literally the light and soul out of the, the health system by people who need operations. Yeah, but you'd be rich, wouldn't you? Because you'd be a vampire, so you'd just donate loads of money. Well, not necessarily. If you're if you're not a vampire, if you're not rich when you're a vampire, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, you, you <laughs> completely are. You've had enough time to figure it out. Yeah, why not? See, <laughs> seems fun. I said, I def- I think I would be a vampire. Could you imagine all the places you could visit? But you'd probably only be able to go at night. Unless, you know, in, in the vampire alleys, they have daylight rings. So they can go out in the day if they keep the ring on. Yeah. But they don't sparkle like um, Edward's, your mate. Well, that, that sounds ideal. I'd rather wear a ring than <laughs> sparkle. <laughs> um, so what sort of vampire do you think you'd be? Would you be like a... Not a sparkler. <laughs> would you be like a vicious vampire, do you think? Or would you be like tormented for, at the thought of hurting people? No, I think... I think I'd get over it, to be honest. <laughs> I'd probably just crack on it eventually. But I wouldn't be, like, a greed. I wouldn't be greedy where I had to... Like a ripper. Yeah, where I was going and doing it for the, the, the sport in the end. They were... Yeah. But then again, after... You don't know, do How you? many hundreds of years have you been yeah. alive for that long? You're alive for eternity. Yeah. Would you just get bored and start doing it for After you've visited all the places you want to see and... Imagine all the books you could read and everything. Especially if you're an Edward vampire. You don't sleep. That's, no, I couldn't do that. That's a bit I'd sad, isn't sleep. it? You need to break it up. I think that's a, it's just a lie. Yeah. Twilight isn't real. What? It's not a documentary. It is. Oh. It's our love story. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> what do you reckon your favourite thing would be about being a vampire, though? I don't know. Because I quite enjoy food, but I don't want to be able to eat food anymore. No, food or would you? No, because some do, don't they? Some do still eat, but then... But it's not nutritious food. There's something, I don't know. Yeah, but that's like us having a drink, really, isn't it? You just do it for It's just fun. bad nutrition. Yeah. I don't know. It probably are gonna, It will probably be going to different places then, because otherwise wouldn't. Yeah. There's very little joy you can get from other things, I'd imagine. So I think I would... Um, I'd kill bad people. I'd dream. You'd be a vampire hitman? Yeah. Woman. Yeah. So I think I'd kill, like, pedophiles and stuff. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Prince Andrew, watch out. <laughs> <laughs> Not Prince Andrew. <laughs> so, 
So I've, I said it's, it's definitely a pros and cons situation, isn't it? But you robbed that from me. <laughs> Will you stop asking me questions that you don't want to answer? <laughs> I like the idea of your super strength and fast healing now. And I think it would be nice to like heal quickly <laughs> and be fast. But living and living from forever does have an advantage. But then you also see so many losses. Hmm. You either have to turn everyone into a vampire and they probably don't want that. Or you have to lose everyone. Which, yeah. I know you do lose people and that is life, but if you were a vampire, you'd see more loss. Yeah, true. You're around forever and you wouldn't experience whatever's next. Yeah, so say if, even if you had a child and then you turned into a vampire but the child didn't, the child's going to die. You're going to grow out the, the child. And I think that's the... Like, obviously, we all do want more time with everyone, but I think... The life that we like, the reason that we life isn't forever is good in a way because you appreciate. Yeah, but it's like doing something. Say, go in the pub. Yeah. You like go in the pub, and it's good that first. It's good all the time. But <laughs> the pub's so, great. But that's because we don't go every single day. Yeah. Maybe go once every couple of weeks, once every month, something like that. Yeah. You, you don't go all the time. Yeah. That's why it's so good. Yeah. If you're a vampire and you're just oversaturated with these experiences, then they're not. You're not going to appreciate how. Exactly. Yeah. If you went to pub every day, you'd walk in and just think, "Oh, I'm back. I'm, yeah, I'm back again. Don't feel like having a drink. Yeah. What am I doing here?" So I want to make small talk with Phil at the bar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Poor Phil's a boring bastard. <laughs> you're not Phil. I don't know a Phil. Who's I? But you're not. <laughs> so, I don't really rejoice at the idea of drinking human blood either. To be honest with you, unless it like I just mentioned, it was Prince Andrew. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's getting heads themselves. <laughs> Can't keep making jokes of Prince Andrew. Vampires primarily originated from folklore. It's mad that isn't it. Vampires aren't real, but they're, although they're one of the most popular mythological creatures, it's hard to pin. It's hard to pinpoint the exact first vampire. Throughout my research, it changed and I ended up down a rabbit hole and I didn't get a um, definition of what the first vampire was or who the first vampire was. Everyone changed. So my first story is the legend of Joe Grando. He was a villager from a, from a, a village called Kringa, which is just outside Croatia. He is also the first or one of the first real people to be labelled as a vampire. He died in 1956. However, the legend of his um, story states that for 16 years after his death, at night he would rise from his grave and frighten the village. The priest who had buried Jor found out that somebody would knock on the homes of the villagers throughout the night and that somebody from that household would soon perish. It was also alleged that he had a thing for widows and he would often visit his previous wife and sexually abuse her and torment her at night. On one night in 1972, after several attempts to banish and murder this alleged vampire, the mayor of the village and a brave group of men hunted Grandel and pried open the door of his tomb. It is said that although his death was 16 years prior, that his body was perfectly preserved and he had a menacing smile upon his face, his, on his pale, undead face. Father Grigio, who was the priest that buried him, so he, he 
knew he died, said, look, string on, there, there is Jesus Christ who saved us from hell and died for us, and you, string on, cannot have peace. Father Grigio and the villagers that helped him hunt down Grando attempted to pierce Grando's heart with a stake, but this did not work. The priest then began an exorcism, and a villager decapitated Grando with a saw. This saw was the end of the havoc in Kringer. So the word that I've said, Dragon, it's a local word, so it doesn't have a specific a straight translation. Yeah, it's just it resembles between like vampire and warlock. Okay. So what do you think about that? Like the thought of like if he's knocking on someone's well, I was quite surprised that when you said nineteen seventy something, I thought you were talking like fifteen hundreds. Oh it was. I said um, I said he died in sixteen fifty six and I meant to say in the, in sixteen seventy two but I said nineteen seventy two I should say it's a bit gruesome to go around cutting people's heads off in nineteen seventy two. Okay. No, yeah, it it seems a bit more plausible. But is it more plausible because it's back in the sixteen hundreds when no one can prove it or not? Mm. Apparently there is um newspaper cuttings of him. From the sixteen hundreds. That's why I said apparently. With, I haven't found them. <laughs> that's the thing. Even if say it happens in England and do they'd be in the complete if yeah. there would be a recognisable font uh, or like sorry a font. Like the the symbols would be the same. Yeah, the yeah. language would be massively different. Yeah, it'd be old English, wouldn't it? Well this is um Croatia, so Yeah. But yeah, um does in Croatia they they like thrive on this now. It's like a tourist attraction, you can go to the village and all that. So I think that would be nice one day. Did you does he not should we just pop to Croatia? <laughs> if we we're a vampire we could. Yeah. But does um there's a bill. There's like a bar that has vampire cocktails just because of him. <laughs> so my next story is quite similar. So I'm going to take you to Rhode Island now, in New Orleans. In, no, in New England. And the year is 1892. Not 1992. No, 1892. One eight nine two. Yeah. Okay. Blink one eight nine two. <laughs> so in the 19th century. There was a New England vampire panic. The New England vampire panic centred around tuberculosis victims and their apparent return from the dead. The most famous case of the New England vampire panic that I could find was the Brown family and their daughter, Mercy Brown, who was 19 years old. So the Browns were a, rel- a well-respected family of farmers and there would have not been any reason to suspect that there was anything paranormal. The family all lived in the same house. They were all nice, well-rounded family of 1892. Not vampires. Not vampires. But the, the, the Brown family suffered several losses which were involving tuberculosis. It began with the mother, Mary Eliza. She was the first to pass away and then the eldest daughter, Mary Olive, followed. In 1891, Mercy Brown and her brother, Edwin, contacted this disease and families and friends began to believe that there was something unworldly causing the Brown family's fatalities and ever-growing suffering. Although they did not use the phrase vampire, 
they influenced Mr. Brown to dig up the corpses of his family members. The exhumation, that means digging up their bodies. I found a new word. <laughs> well done. Was reported on the 17th of March, 1891. It was believed that they were looking to see if the bodies, they were looking to see if the bodies shown signs of decomposition. Yes. So Mary and Eliza, Mary Eliza and Mary Olive, they were dug up, exhumated, and their bodies shown the expected and correct level of decay. Ex- exhumed. Exhumed, yes. Exhumed. No, it's got a T in it. Oh. Exhumated. They were dug up. They fumigated. So they were dug up and they had the correct level of decay. Okay. So they good. were ruled out. So they're not vampires? No. Okay. But Mercy Brown, however, she still had blood in her heart and she did not show any signs of decompensation. Decompensation. I can't. Decomposition. Yeah, of decay. There you go. (laughs) So they labelled her as undead. Of course she was. Of course she was undead. And she's the reason that her brother had tuberculosis and that he was dying. So, as taught by folklore and superstition, Mary's heart and liver were taken out of her undead body. Dead, but not dead. She's she's dead. So, so she got taken out of the grave to then be killed. Yeah. Okay. So her heart and liver were set on fire. At, I'll show her. Yeah. And oh god. And then the ashes. one might say. <laughs> and then her ashes of the heart and the liver were made into a tonic with water for Edwin to drink. So who's the real vampire? Yeah. No, no, right. But here's the real kicker. This was meant to stop the undead curse. Edward died, late. Edward died two months later. So, what do you think? Do you think that, like, like in the previous story as well, illness is just going around? Obviously, illness was, like, ripe then, wasn't it? Like, in them times, they didn't have the right medicine and that. Mm. So it's not really, they're not really vampires. They're just pass. It's like COVID. Not COVID, but... No, I was thinking the exact same thing. Then when there's sort of, like, a mass outbreak or something... Yeah. People want a scapegoat. They want yeah. something to blame. Yeah. Why they immediately went to... Dig up a grave. <laughs> yeah, why that was their first port of call, Why is it that family's know. fault as yeah. well? Maybe, say, if they started importing a new type of vegetable or... <laughs> different people started eating differently. Yeah, or, like, drink. people started going missing. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. That would make a bit more sense. Well, sense in a very loose term. But I don't, I, yeah, I don't really get that one. If this tuberculosis is going around, obviously... You're going to catch it. Yeah, there's a very good chance you're going to catch it, especially if all your family have had it. I don't understand why their initial... Like, in, like why they straight went to, oh, the rest of the family decaying probably. Yeah. Well, that's like the, the first story as well. He was knocking on doors, apparently, and then people were dying. Well, see, that... That one makes a bit more sense, sort of, <laughs> because they've got an idea of who it is and he's actually doing things. He was sexually abusing people, which... So yeah, true. If he's not some people, he needs to be get his head sewn off. I know. I mean... That would kill anyone, though. That wouldn't just kill a vampire. Yeah. But then is it murder if it's a vampire? No, because they're already dead, aren't they? But then... But they're undead. Yeah, so... I was going to say it's like necrophilia, but that's a different thing, isn't it? Completely. Massively different thing. Why 
what's that like what would it be if you killed someone like not manslaughter but the dead but they're not dead I don't know Draxlaughter <laughs> you found a new word and you've made a new word <laughs> okay so this one is the, the bigger one okay. it's quite interesting and it's fresh in our minds so you probably do remember it but for our listeners we went on a ghost tour in Krakow it was called the Macabre Tour in February this year yeah and sorry it was very good. Definitely recommend it. Go if you want. I never believe it was free. It was free, yeah. But when I was looking at this, this kept, like, looking at ghost tours, not ghost tours, when I was reading about vampires, this was, like, came up quite a lot for mm. a free thing. So maybe they'll charge soon. <laughs> but it was good. Yeah, definitely worth it. The night we went was really rainy and windy. It was so spooky. <laughs> yeah, but I think it added to it because it, it was them very dark sort of nights where the orange of the lights really starts popping out and yeah. they get, anything in the distance looks a bit is that what I think it yeah. is or I'm sort of like seeing things and and the, it was quiet as well because it was raining wasn't it so not many people were out yeah that's the other thing I think it'd be a lot different in the summer so yeah. you went and it was light yeah so definitely try and go when it's dark yeah but very lovely city well, so this whole guy discussed one of the cases that I'm going to talk about. He also discussed another one. There was that death like, but that wasn't vampires, but that was interesting. So I'm going to... That's something to do with the plague, was it? Yeah, so I want to read about... I want to look about that one day, but yeah. Okay. So, without any further ado, indu- introduction... Or interruptions. Gonna... Sorry. <laughs> no, it's me. Um, we're going to talk about the vampire cracker. Dun, dun, dun. I thought I was going to get a, a drum roll or something. I'm going to gasp for sure. I don't really know the story you're telling me. You don't know it all. Uh, no, I don't. So, the people of Krakow were filled with dread during the 1960s. The vampire of Krakow stalked the city in order to appease his craving for blood. His real name was Carol Crot. No, Carol Cott. His crimes took place between 1964 and 1967. The residents of Krakow were too scared to even whisper the nickname that had been coined by the media. He isn't what I would call your regular vampire. Like, I don't think he slept in a coffin or anything like that, but I can imagine that he was prone to lurking in the shadows. So, from a young age, Carol would torture animals, and it has been claimed that he would visit slaughterhouses in the summer holidays to watch animals being killed. He enjoyed helping to kill the calves and the pigs. He also acquired a taste for drinking blood from freshly killed animals while it was still warm. He would fill a beaker from his backpack with the blood gushing from the perishing creature and drink it insatiably as if he was a king drinking from a chalice. He was a bit of a loner in school and he had an obsession with um, groping female classmates but also attempting to poison his classmates and even strangers in bars. As a child? Well, in school, like about teenage age yeah wow. so he once poured arsenic into a classmate's drink um, but the receiver luckily noticed that an, uh, there was an odd smell and he did not drink it he would also fill beer bottles with arsenic and leave them around in hopes of murdering innocent members of the public he joined a shooting college shooting club in college and he developed quite the talent for shooting because of course he did <laughs> what murder is not <laughs> His coach even gave him the keys to the weapons and the ammunition storage room and Carol looked back on this fondly when when asked about it and said, I could have slayed the whole of Krakow. So, he was 17 when he first began his real crime. When he became a vampire, yeah. 
and his first victim was a lady named Helen Fagan. He stabbed her from behind as she knelt in church to pray. He left the scene as soon as he had pierced the blade into Helen, and now this is where the nickname began, as he rejoiced in licking the blood from the weapon. Helen survived, and as did Carol's second victim, Francesca Lindensqua. I'm sorry, I probably did not say that right, Francesca. Um, he stabbed her in the back, lead, a back of the stairs leading into her home a couple of days later. He said that he liked getting them from behind because it, the blood, something about the blood was quicker to the knife if he approached them in a certain way. Right. <laughs> but unfortunately his next victim did not share the same fortune as the previous two. He stabbed an 86 year old lady, Maria Pelliccia, again from behind after following her from church and she later died from her injuries in hospital. Carol visited the hospital to see how much pain and suffering that she was it that he had caused, and he rejoiced in this almost as if he had won a trophy. There was one person who Carol trusted, and weirdly, she felt comfortable in his company too. It was a girl from his sports club, Danuta. He told her all his secrets and thoughts, even his sadistic thoughts, but she did not take this seriously. However, in 1966, Cos confessed to Dante that he found causing pain to be pleasurable. It, it was only after he showed Dante glass shards that he had collected and kept in his pocket and said that he was going to slice it up with them that she said, you need to go to the doctors. But, the doctor said he was just a troubled boy and sent him away with vitamins. What, so she, he listened to what she had to say? He actually followed the advice and went to doctors? Yeah. Oh. He went to doctors. Quite responsible. Yeah. But the doctor just gave him vitamins. <laughs> so, after his, his first few attacks, the police tried to crack down on the investigation and found that the killer always acted alone and chose victims weaker than, the, than them. And he was also preying on people who were in the church. Hmm. There's, there's said to be one eyewitness that successfully described Carol, but the authorities did not believe this witness to be credible, so that was thrown out. However, Carol loved all the media attention around this case. When it was published that he had killed a young boy, he ran to his friend Danuta and bragged about his work and that he was going to wallpaper his whole room in cuttings of this murder and that it was him. He murdered an 11 year old boy who had just partook in a sledging contest nearby. So he wasn't by the church, but he, he preyed on younger victims too. He mutilated the child's body with more than there was required. So he overkilled the kid basically. His last or supposedly last victim was an eight year old little girl who again, Carol had bragged about to Danuta. She believed him until she saw it in the newspaper this is when she contacted the authorities. He stabbed the poor little girl while she was on her way to check her parents' post box and he knifed her eight times in the back and stomach. Remarkably, the child survived and Carol was arrested on the 1st of June 1968 and later hung in March 1969. He stated that the pleasure I felt when the knife was cleaving the meat is impossible to describe the feeling. The experience is worth the gallows. So, I know it's not right, but he was only 21 when he died, and it, it was obviously that he wasn't well. But his last, I think he was a bit lonely, because his last words were, 
Soon where I'm going, I'll meet my victims and we can speak. Here on Earth, I have no one to talk to. Well, that's a lie, because you had that friend. The girl that listened to everything he said. Yeah. You probably should have went to the authorities a lot sooner. Yeah, she should have. There's this talk about things, but then he's clearly, from a very young age, exhibiting behaviours that aren't really normal. Yeah, well, I mean, which, some people do like blood, like, you get like steaks like bloody and stuff, but... The steaks like bloody and then there's filling a flask up with blood of a recently slaughtered animal and then drinking it while it's warm. He killed the animal as well. <laughs> it's not right. So, would you say... So, would you say the vampires are real? Or would you say that they're more of like a moral panic? Like, they're, they're always like a scapegoat? So, I think... They started off as a sort of a scaremongering tactic in very, very late times, like the 1600s, 1500s, mm-hmm. something like that, um, to, to deter people from certain actions, or, as we've seen in the second one, as a sort of blaming yeah, blame culture, like a cancel culture for the paranormal, <laughs> or cryptids, or whatever you want to call it. So it would be interesting if there was more, like... Supernatural vampires, like stories. Yeah, I think it's hard to say if they are real or not because we don't have a strict definition. Yeah. So there isn't like it has to. We've got a bunch of sort of how do you say it? Like um, stereotypes. Yeah, consistent stereotypes. Yeah. Through the stories, but it mostly centers around blood. So if we base it just on blood, yes, they are real. If we base it on flying around and living forever, no, because there's not enough proof. No, there isn't proof that someone's lived forever, is there? But then on the but first one, the first guy, he lived for 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 eight. Well, he died and then was around for yeah. for years and years afterwards. Allegedly. Allegedly, but was that just not like sort of the authorities at the time couldn't find a real yeah the real perpetrator or perpetrators yeah. for the, the crimes that were happening, so they blamed a dead guy yeah and then mutilated his body essentially. Yeah, basically. So, it, I think there's people that will call themselves vampires, which I think we will get on to yeah. in the next episode. We will. So, we won't delve too much into that one. But Going off the stories we went on today, are vampires real? Probably not. So, I don't think they're real, but I think you can identify as wanting to be something, can't you? So, yeah, I'm, I am this room divider. <laughs> I am this candle. No, but I mean, like, I... I call myself a witch in like joking way, but but that's different. I think witchcraft is real. Yeah, so do I. But maybe vampires are real. Maybe there is something that they need, like not maybe not blood. Maybe they need like not a life force, but I don't know, like people that thrive overnight rather yeah. than in the day. Yeah. But do they not call that like nocturnal? Yeah. Insomniac, that's not the right word. Is it? That's when, yeah, I think so. The fellow in Fight Club's an insomniac, insomniac, isn't he? But then he makes Brad Pitt in his head. Oh, that's, that's a whole different kettle of fish. <laughs> Brad Pitt's not a, a vampire, that's not what I'm saying. He doesn't impress me much. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you rob me, Joe? <laughs> I know! That's why I started smiling because I knew you'd said it. <laughs> this poor execution and everything. <laughs> Absolute slaughtered it. So, you drained the blood of that one. Oh. So do you find vampires scary? No, I find serial killers scary. Would which you? I think is the last. I think the last guy 
because in no mention of his backstory is there any sort of influence. So there's yeah. no sort of he read Dracula numerous times. He had every single possible piece of work that it contained yeah. a vampire, and he studied it meticulously, and that's what he wanted to do. He just sort of went straight for the killing from a young age, and he like he seems to thrive off taking life. Yeah. The blood thing, I don't know. Where, how where does that come from? How, how where does he, he like Maybe blood? he looked at it while it was coming out, and when it comes out in such a way, and it... It's he, like pouring wine or something. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever seen an animal be killed. It's probably not a very nice thing to see, so please don't. But if he cuts it in such a way, then blood comes out very, very quickly. Yeah. So maybe when he saw that, and it's just like a rich red, yeah. thick liquid coming out, he's probably... He might, I'm imagining he thought in his mind, that looks delicious. It, it might be delicious, we don't know. <laughs> I don't imagine it is. You, you've, you've cut your finger and then put it in your mouth before, something like that. You true. must have done Yeah, true, actually. Doesn't, so, doesn't yeah. taste. Is that irony taste? Not for you, you've got a little iron. <laughs> um, so, has your opinion changed on vampires at all? Do you not think of them like little goths anymore? Or... What do you mean anymore? Like I did in the very No, days. I mean like, the like stereotypical black clothes... Um, hide in the shadows, drink blood. No. So you still think that they do that? So you would would you not say that then people in that story are vampires? First two stories, the second story definitely not. That was just a poor girl, just somehow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was just unfortunate. She killed got, the whole family apparently. Got blamed for a disease for some reason. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to know what the thought process was going. What's dig, that tonic gonna do? Digging up yeah. So you you dig up a grave to play to find the cause of a disease, which, given medical science, wasn't particularly great around those times. But why didn't her body decay? It's a good point. Maybe she was a vampire, but why, as you say, would burning her organs and then making them into a tonic help? Yeah. I don't get that. Maybe they thought that it was sort of they had healing properties because they hadn't decayed, essentially. Yep. But if she's the reason for everyone getting sick, why would you want more of it in your system? That's a very good question. Not one I can answer, unfortunately. <laughs> um, in terms of vampires on the whole, do I think that they're real? Or has this changed my mind? I didn't really have an opinion on them to start with. I thought they were just... It's just folklore, fiction, really. Yeah. Do I think someone can call themselves a vampire? Yes. You can call yourself what you want, really, though, couldn't you? Yeah. Um, what what's a vampire to you may not be a vampire to somebody else exactly do I think the last guy was a vampire no I think he was a serial killer do you think he was not well though and like uh, yeah I think, had... I think he was mentally unwell but do you think he had like a lack of something and that's why he wanted the blood without knowing his you know upbringing and stuff but no it sounds like he had a, quite a a full life to the most part. He was part of clubs. He was, he was doing things. The background that I looked, he was really clever. He was like top of the class. He just did not get on with people. I get that. <laughs> I understand that. It's weird, but I feel like he, he just liked the thought of killing people, like you said, because he just used to leave bottles around with arsenic and hoping people would drink them. Mm. But he wouldn't be around to see them die. Yeah, if you haven't, if you haven't been to Poland, the, I think the background in that is the... Drinking beer and stuff's a lot more... Um, it's drank more like soft drinks. Yeah, it's, it's so cheap as well. Yeah, it, you can buy it really, really cheap there. I think one day when we were going on segways and you had a pint and I had a Coke because I was like, I'm not drinking before that. And I'm sure that my pint of uh, Coke was the same. Yeah, 
No, I think the beer was cheaper. Yeah, it was something like that, wasn't it? Yeah. If you go to a shop, you can get a beer for less than a pound. Yeah. Which these days, currency joke, is probably worth less than a dollar. Haha. <laughs> and Liz, we trust. No, we don't anymore. And Rishi, we unite. <laughs> completely different story. <laughs> anyway. that, that's a horror story. That's a horror story for you. And I'm going to talk about them next week and say about them maybe being vampires. Actually. Like in a colloquial Wait, not... Next week, you mean on Friday? On Friday. But I think if you're draining a life force, you are a vampire. So is that the definition we're going off? That's what my definition I th- is. I think you sh- With this next one, you, de- you tell me what the definition is when you're going into your next stories. I've or maybe got... You, you, oh, you've got me a definition? I've got your okay. definition. You'll just have to wait until next week. Okay, well, we'll, we'll recap these stories after you've told me all that then, and let's see if my opinion yeah. may have changed. So I know that they're not your average one of the mill, and I, I I know that people probably did expect to have vampire stories of like lust and love and Dracula and Edwards. I know Edward comes up a lot, but unfortunately I can't find a real vampire like that. There isn't um, the Salvatore brothers. There isn't um, there isn't a Dracula. Okay. <laughs> Well, thank you very much for listening. We'll see you in part two of Emma's Vampire Extravaganza. It was just a rant about vampires, really. <laughs> Pretty much her life. Just talking about wigs and just rants about vampires, usually. Um, if you have listened to us, please leave us a review. It massively helps us. And you can get in touch with us via email. We're across the cemetery at gmail.com. You can get us on Instagram, which is... Across at, the cemetery. At across the cemetery. I follow people back too. <laughs> oh, she's very kind. <laughs> Twitter is at AX the Cemetery, I yeah, believe. And so is uh, our TikTok. And TikTok is also at AX the Cemetery. And we'll say it again. We don't have Facebook. We don't have Facebook, but we might do one day. Maybe. That'll be good. Okay. I got a bit too excited um, and didn't say Happy Halloween, which this was a Halloween gift for you, so I'm sorry. And Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. (laughs) Windows says no. (laughs) Windows isn't happy with Carol. Really, them, them that really speak. On um, Vlad the Impaler there. This is all sounding very Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs>